Hi friends, welcome to the Freak PTDM podcast, a loudmouth talking podcast about dance music with an attitude and opinion. My name is Johnny Walker and we're back again with some new tunes to put you on a dancing groove. Let's go! This is here by Meyer Levy with Brian Transo, B-O-B-T, a very well-known progressive house or early trans hero who has made a comeback in 2020. On this podcast episode, we're going to discuss the drama around Tomorrowland, as well as some news about David Guetta, so stay tuned. As um, Meyer Levy is saying um, on this track, hope you're enjoying it. As I said, we're going to discuss, if you're watching the video, uh, you can see the headlines here, 
If you're not watching the video, make sure you go to odyssey.com to watch the video if you just listen to the audio podcast. So we're going to discuss the drama around Tomorrowland 2021 and what happened. So, uh, if, you, if you've seen, um, I'm pulling a page from the Brussels Times. This is a newspaper in Brussels. And uh, it says, no guarantees that Tomorrowland can go ahead yet mayor's stress so that's from monday 17th you may know what's happening with tomorrowland so far but if you don't then uh, i'm just gonna break it down for you so uh, it says here the relaxations announced by belgium's consultative committee last week do not yet guarantee that tomorrowland will be able to go ahead this summer the mayors of the municipalities hosting the festival of stress on monday while the tomorrowland organization believes that a combination of vaccinations and rapid Tests at the entrance will allow the festivals to take place safely. Boom Mayor Jerome Bart or Jerome Bart and Ramst Mayor Jurgen Kallers remain cautious. So this um, Boom is the main village that uh, Tomorrowland takes place. It takes place in a in a big um, uh, gosh I forgot in a, like uh, yeah in a big park. Uh, which is located in Boom, so Boom is the village, as well as Ramst is the other area, the kind of, uh, the, the park is in between, it's a national park in Belgium. So it says um, here, I'm continuing reading, we're happy for the company, the employees and the visitors, that some prospects are being offered, but those prospects do not mean a green light on all fronts. At most, we think they offer an opportunity for Tomorrowland to further prepare for what could possibly be a modified edition with preconditions, adding that everything will just have to wait and see how the situation evolves over the summer. If you remember last year, it was more uh, the same. The same thing more or less happened. Everything was going to go ahead until it didn't. And it seems that this is repeated right now. They continue, we have learned in this pandemic that three months can mean a world of difference, both for the better and the worse, they added. And that is exactly the issue here that people need to consider. The mayors themselves, as the local authorities in charge of granting authorization for events, still have many questions that may only be answered at a much later stage. Additionally, the people living in the neighborhood where the dance festival is usually organized already expressed their skepticism about the possible continuation of the festival, particularly about the impact on local schools and sports clubs. I must say, I'm quite surprised at this, because uh, I thought always when you pass, when you travel through Boom, the main village, everybody's very happy, because um, the main majority of the festival goers are actually Belgians, so they bring a lot of local business. Obviously, there's a lot of foreigners that come in, so about one-third is foreigners, two-thirds are Belgians, and they bring loads of business and and everybody seemed in that village very very welcome of people so i'm not sure whether anything has changed now because of the pandemic i continue earlier the pukel pop festival which takes place in kuwait in the limburg province already announced they would go ahead this year at full capacity which is about 66,000 visitors a day at the end of august <coughs> excuse me and I think this is important now because the capacity in the visitors is probably a biggest, the biggest key for uh, what 
um, for these decisions and I continue there will be a few changes but it will uh, be non-social distance and you won't have to wear a face mask it doesn't have to be seated you can walk around and you can kiss each other um, the, uh, the organizer said uh, on Studio Brussels uh, I think they're talking about the Pukelpop festival so I'm just gonna take a small break to listen to some music I'm gonna come back with a drama and how this continued background DJ Miyosuke and Mitsminsa, a favorite of uh, ours, hard style, Japanese hard style. So let's continue. Cancellation of Tomorrowland, politicians working on possible solutions. So this is from Friday 18th of June. Following the announcement that Tomorrowland's request to organize its festival this year was denied on Thursday, several politicians are working on solutions to overturn the decision. So, on this occasion, it appears that the mayors, um, they played a big role here on granting the festival license. And I'm afraid for all of you out there, this is the price you pay for um, corporations, major festivals, rather than go around and organizing your own festivals. I understand there's a balance here. We'll never see those visuals and this atmosphere of 120,000 people a day as you can see in Tomorrowland but on the other hand this is what you have to put up with so in response to the decision made by the mayors of Boom and Ramst to deny Tomorrowland's request for a permit to organize a postponed edition of the festival at the end of the summer Flemish Minister for Home Affairs Bart Somers is looking to meet with them about the decision so Tomorrowland had already postponed the usual end of July um, festival which would run in two weekends as it has been running since 2017 if I'm correct and uh, they already decided to run a digital festival on those traditional dates uh, as they did last year as they did in New Year's Eve and therefore move it at the end of August but even that wasn't enough I continue. It falls under the local autonomy of our cities and municipalities to decide for themselves whether certain events can take place on their territory, but the Flemish government has been fighting with the goal of being possible uh, again this summer. This sector has suffered heavily from the corona crisis and we have supported them with financial means to get through it, but from 13th of August onwards it should be possible again to organize larger festivals. And he says, if Pukelpop can go ahead, that's another festival we just said, um, I am convinced that 
Tomorrowland can too. Although the festival organization has not made an official statement, so, you know, we were waiting for the statement at that stage, it has told several local media that this is a very hard and unexpected decision. We haven't had a festival in two years, which is extremely hard on our entire team, both financially and emotionally. We were so keen on this and it all looked positive. Ministerial decree confusion. Although the coronavirus rules would allow the festival to go ahead, the event, which was completely sold out for both weekends, may still be in peril. According to Boom Mayor uh, Jerome Bert and Mayor Rams, as I said, Jurgen Kallers, one of the reasons for the decision is that the ministerial decree on events for up to 75,000 people has not yet been passed, and that the police are uncomfortable with the additional work involved in checking the coronavirus certificates which people in Belgium which could start requesting on Wednesday. The risks for public safety and health are too great. That is why they refused the permit for the dance festival on the territory, the mayor said during a press conference. I have no words to say, of course, uh, to all of this. Uh, because, well, you, you know my opinion. Federal Home Affairs Minister Annelies Verlinden agreed that it was up to the local authorities to decide on the organization of the event. The ministerial decree that we know today runs until 30th of June. It does not contain a ban on larger events. After today's consultative committee, we will decide on the ministerial decree for the summer. So they're taking things very, very um, slowly, it appears. Um, because I guess things are very fluid, they're changing from month to month or every three months, as they said here. However, according to Verlinden, it is possible to remove a number of obstacles in the coming days, freeing up extra police officers in one, is one of the possibilities, and that private security personnel could also check whether people are presenting legitimate coronavirus certificates. This is exactly the mess that I said it's going to happen. This is exactly what I've been saying in the podcast for quite some time. And for those who listened last year uh, to the podcast, if you remember, I said that uh, the great reset in dance music is happening. That was episode, um, episode 150 and broadcast in June 8th so a year ago I talked about this and of course who listened well a few people did and also not to just uh, say that you know I'm ahead of the time in January the 2nd so first episode this year episode 161 you can go back and listen to it 2021 it's the new normal baby this is exactly what I said with everything that's going on, with vaccinations, certificates, letters, tests, this and that, we still can't go ahead because it's the new normal. I'm going to critique at the very end. Tomorrow, uh, Tomorrowland's Wilmsen, that's the spokesperson, said the organization will be communicating about the tickets in the coming days, but that it may still contest the decision. If it really can't go ahead, then probably a lot of people will transfer the tickets to 2022. Let's listen to some music and uh, I'll be back again.
we heard uh, Petit Biscuit there and uh, Mala there were with Diplo. And now we're listening to Damn Swindle Breathe on the background. I'll continue with the story. So, not surprisingly, after all these news that were happening in Belgium, Tomorrowland cancels this year's edition. That was no surprise, was it? Postpones festival to 2022. I'm reading again. The 16th edition will not take place this summer, but instead will be moved to 2022. After the mayors of Boom and Rumst, where the festival is organized every year, refused Tomorrowland's application for a permit and consultations with several ministers led to nothing, the organization now decided to throw in the towel for this year's edition. Given our long cooperation with the municipalities, we do not want to turn this into a legal battle. Obviously, um, Tomorrowland has invested quite a lot in the development of the festival around those particular premises. It's, this is a large national park, it's quite welcoming, very green, it has the lakes, so the whole thing is adding to the ambience of the festival, right? You have the, the big arena where the main stage is, which is based on a hill and everybody can sit on the hill and just watch the, the main um, uh, area. It's not, uh, for example, uh, as easily moved as EDC in Las Vegas, um, where the main construction is the actual themes, um, rather than rather than the the environment around, um, or Ultra in Miami, for example. Ultra again in Miami had the backdrops of the city, so again, Bayfront Park was was particularly welcoming. Uh, EDC, I think, depends is purely dependent on its own artwork and and themes, so it is kind of movable. But here, I think Tomorrowland is almost like a, it's almost like a fixture. It really depends on this being happening in Boom in this national park. So I continue. Challenging the decision of the mayors at the council state is a route we do not want to take, uh, understandably. We respect the mayor's civic duty, but we also respect our neighbours from the municipalities of Boom and Rumst. Uh, for the festival, the mayor's decision came like a bolt from the blue, uh, as the green light had already been given by the federal Flemish government. And many crucial services, such as the fire brigade and medical and emergency planning services. So, the government, it appears, uh, in Belgium has given the free uh, the green light, but it was purely the municipalities. It was a very very local decision here, and this is again kind of counterintuitive because, as I said, the visitors bring so much revenue into the area. I mean, this is not a particularly important area. It's like in between Antwerp and Brussels, the two big cities in Belgium. Right? There's nothing happening there. Another meeting with the mayors and interior. A uh, first minister, among others, took place on Monday, but the mayor stuck to their guns. However, the organization is still convinced they can organize a safe edition of Tomorrowland. We did not make the decision overnight when we applied for a license with well-founded dossier. dossiers. Authorities, uh, experts in various fields, our own COVID team and all possible bodies were contacted, set up and spoken to extensively over the past few months. However, the lack of a balanced and unambiguous virological opinion that fits in with our tight organization framework made a new application pointless. 
Losing its annual turnover for the second year in a row is a huge financial blow to the festival organization, which also underlined the impact of the cancellation will have on Belgium's travel and hotel sector, as more than 80% of the hotel capacity in Brussels and Adverb is taken up by visitors, artists and crew for two weeks during the festival, as I said earlier. So what if you already bought tickets? The two festival weekends that Tomorrowland planned to organize are already sold out, whether they were sold out last year. A lot of people will probably transfer this year's tickets to 2022, as the organization already did with the 400,000 tickets bought in January 2020. 400,000 tickets, as I said, about 130-something visitors per day. However, now that the festival has been cancelled for the second year in a row, the queue for the next edition will be extremely long. It is not yet clear how the festival is going to solve this. Uh, Wilmson, that's the spokesperson, stressed that every ticket is linked to a Tomorrowland account. There will be clear communication by that account and everybody will be contacted personally. Before we continue to close this drama, let's listen to some music by Pino and River. So, here we have the official statement on June 23rd, this is uh, three days ago on Wednesday, Dear People of Tomorrow, it is with heavy heart that our organization must announce that the 16th edition of Tomorrowland Belgium cannot take place in 2021. 
the entire team fought till the end and did everything in its power to write a new chapter in the history. Our dream was to welcome the people of tomorrow who've been missing for too long to celebrate life to the fullest, but unfortunately the local government has not given the permit to organize Tomorrowland. We keep looking positively towards the future and strongly believe that music will unite us again soon. Ticket holders for Tomorrowland Belgium will be contacted personally. Live today, love tomorrow, unite forever. As the motto goes. And to complete this drama after the announcement. A drop in the ocean, Tomorrowland doesn't have to repay 1.8 million Flemish aid. So the Tomorrowland has received an aid from the Flemish government, 1.8 million euro in particular, which would be 2 million dollars. They will not take place this year, but this will not be enough to get the festival out of financial trouble. The festival does not have to repay the full sum, but only the costs it can recover, uh, the government said. However, that is definitely not enough to get the organization out of the financial trouble for the second year in a row, the spoke, uh, spokesperson said. 1.8 million is a lot of euro, is a, a lot of money, we're very happy with the support by this a drop in the ocean, she said, adding that the festival cancelled orders for a total of 50 million already. Wow, that costs a lot, right? On Wednesday, the organization announced the cancellations. We said we were starting up already. The main stage was finished. Obviously, the design rather than the setup. We had to pay the advances for ordering materials. The delivery of the wristbands had been ordered. 140 people were working full time to make the festival. Artists were booked. I can make a whole list. A lot of advance payments had already been made and we were already in action, she added. Organize the festival like Tomorrowland costs a lot of money and time. To start organizing the festival, Tomorrowland already received 1.8 million euro in support, as we said. Uh, the amount would not have to be repaid if the festival could not take place due to the government's coronavirus measures. However, as the festival decided to postpone this year's edition, uh, things are now a little bit more complicated. According to Somers, Tomorrowland will only have to repay the Flemish government the costs costs it can recover. It is a kind of guarantee in case they have concluded contracts, made payments to third parties and are still faced with a no. We're going to look into that. I stand behind this 100%. Uh, at a certain point you have to stand behind your cultural sector as a government and be prepared to make an effort for it. Well, uh, the UK government should listen to that statement. And <clears throat> before I continue just checking on Twitter because I want to see what the reaction from the people has been. You can see the update that happened on uh, Wednesday at 5 p.m. You can see my response here, our response, saying that we all said it back in episode 150, the great reset in dance music. Everything will be online and uh, you will be happy because that's how, that's how they roll. Um, so, some comments here I want to highlight. So, this guy Jose Puisto says, Sorry, you won't be able to organize the festival, but uh, would you be nice if you could refund ticket holders? You see, this is what happened with Ultra. There was a lot of complaints there. It got cancelled also for the second year. And 
I think it's only fair that you can't keep money indefinitely. You need to give that option. I'm sure lots of people will decide to um, keep, you know, keep keep the tickets or move their tickets to 2022. But we've been through two difficult years, right? Uh, going to Tomorrowland, if you buy those global packages, is a lot of money. We're talking more than a thousand euro, like thirteen hundred thousand euro plus, and. If let's say you went with your friend or you bought for your friend, this is a lot of money for some people, especially people who became unemployed. Um, I think it's only fair to give this option to people. This guy says, I just confirmed my rollover for 2022, so this guy took this option, and this is where the drama starts. Um, it is seriously time to change venue. Belgium does not deserve to hold Tomorrowland. The cowardice involved is staggering. The EU is struggling to get its nations together, act together and reopen. Millions depend on the tourism money. This is disgraceful. Let's listen to some music and we'll continue with some tweets. How good is this track? I love this track. This is George Verne, live from his uh, album, his remix album. But this is a Geist remix. Geist is a Berlin trio uh, that works a lot with, uh, you may know them from working with Solomon, uh, Solomon's label. Um, I love this remix. I love George Verne, in any case. Or is it Joris Verne? I'm not sure. So this, this guy is complaining basically about 
Belgium or, or the mayors or the government. Um, but as I said, they won't be able to change it. For those who are maybe old enough to remember, Tomorrowland did a Tomorrowland World Edition in the US and it ended up in a tragedy where you had floodings and uh, cancellation and it was it was awful for the people who went there wasn't there. But they won't be able because the whole um, atmosphere and environment depends on that national park. I don't think they will change. I think they're completely dependent, as I said. Um, there's some Belgian comments here, there's loads of memes. Another guy, how can I get my refund? Uh, this guy says, oh, Natalie, can you not transfer tickets this time and just make everyone repurchase? It is not fair for those that didn't buy tickets two years ago and not have a chance to go now. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, another throwing the puzzle to make uh, people unhappy. When are you coming to the USA? Awful news. More memes. Until next year. Unite forever. It was to be expected, but I think Tomorrowland should already give the option to refund pa packages and tickets. I, I agree with Nicholas here. There's no certainty that next year will be the same. I think it's fair to those who already paid. And that is the important point. Um, there's a lot of voices um, for Tomorrowland to move to Netherlands. Because Netherlands has now opened more or less the clubbing sector there. And Netherlands as a country is... If I think in Europe it's the most supportive of the clubbing and dancing music scene and it's fully backing the festivals and the clubs there with, with money because they realize that they bring a lot of revenue. Question, will there be an extra digital festival with more top DJs? Guys, seriously, here's the, this guy's Belgian. Is this what... Is this what you really need right now? This is why I keep saying, this is the new normal. Is this what you really want? A digital festival? You can have this every week, man. Just, you know, log on to Insomnia. They run sets every week. Is this what you really want? I don't know. Was looking forward for the live sets. Well, the digital edition we have live sets, if that's... That's all you want, but Netherlands deserves Tomorrowland, no Belgium. Uh, by the way, uh, it is a Dutch company that owns Tomorrowland, <laughs> so they could easily, you know, move it there. But as I said, the brand is connected to that park. Uh, I'll be there next year, and let's see more replies, more Dutch replies. I can't really translate. Um, if you don't open next year, I'm going to organize it in my garden for free. That's the right attitude. Uh, please find another location out in Belgium. Rules and rules and checks and checks. But people don't understand. This is what corporations do. We need to start getting away from all these corporations and get back to the real speed. If what you want is Instagram posts about you know being in the main stage, well, you have to put with all of this, I'm afraid. 
But otherwise, if you really want to dance, there's plenty of ways happening around you. You just have to look. So let's listen to some music and after a few tracks I want to uh, talk a little bit about David Guetta and some news and some thoughts. Uh, we listen to Ben Hemsley and through to you. What did you think of this uh, Tomorrowland news? Were you expecting it? Just drop some comments. For those who don't remember, you can see the video, you can re-watch the video on odyssey.com and you can follow there, you can comment, you can like. It's a great platform, it's an alternative to YouTube. Uh, there's no copyright and we can speak our mind freely there. And we can hold people uh, to account. May I remind you here this time that we are fully independent, we don't depend on sponsorships, we don't sell our souls to corporations, we're not, we don't have to kiss 
smelly butts of DJs, festivals or record labels and therefore our only motivation to keep doing these podcasts is your love and our 30 years mission to spread dance music far and wide. So please join us by subscribing or following our podcasts on your favorite platforms, podcasting platforms. And as I said, watch the videos on odyssey.com. If you listen to this audio version as a podcast, there's a video version on Odyssey. If you like this, also do share them around and spread the freaky disease to everyone. So, uh, what we listening to? We just listened to Federle Grant uh, earlier, so in love with you, and now we're listening to Late Replies, just like me. Again, uh, we listen to late replies just like me. Um, they keep saying the sample there is freak freak, so it's a favorite with us <laughs> for obvious reasons. I want to touch base a little bit on uh, David Guetta, and um, you can see here some news. I wanna, this is just a speculation that I came up with. Uh, I haven't read it anywhere. There's no substance behind it, so this is some thought. So the news where David Guetta sells his songs for a nine-figure sum. So this news came a few days ago, uh, last weekend I think. Producer of hit single Titanium has sold his songs to Warner Music, one of the biggest labels uh, in the world, for a nine-figure sum. The French native uh, made about a hundred millions dollars, which is 72 million. Uh, pounds in the deal, which also covers his future, his future recording, recordings. Oops. People familiar with the negotiations told the BBC. Um, the 52 years old has sold 50 million records and earned more than 14 billion streams. Uh, he has worked with many stars, we know this. Acquisition of hit songs has become a popular business over the last few years. 
Getter is not the only one selling his back catalogs, as Bob Dylan and Paul Simon's catalogs are only selling for millions, the broadcaster added. The purpose of these deals is to allow investors to earn royalties every one time one of these songs is played. Now, what is different here between Bob Dylan, Paul Simon and David Guetta? Well, it's fairly obvious that Bob Dylan and Paul Simon are for a past era and I doubt they will produce many more hits. Whereas, even though uh, David Guetta is 52 years old, he's very likely to produce more hits. Plus, his music catalogue is quite recent and therefore he has a lot of potential. According to the BBC, investors usually um, seek out songs that have endured over decades, making Guetta's deals somewhat unusual, as his most popular songs were almost exclusively released in the last 10 years, as I said. I mean, I think uh, his main album uh, came in 2009, the first hit album, if I remember correctly. And uh, he became quite famous with Titanium in around 2012, so yeah, the last 10 years or 11. Um, the deal is also considered to be quite unique because he sold his master recordings rather than his songwriting rights. In a statement, Geta told the BBC, I'm super excited about the new music I'm working on and even more excited I have started to play all this new music live to my fans again and they're loving it. This deal is about having the best people around me to ensure I can keep innovating with exciting new projects while also working my extensive catalogue and continuing to build my career. So, I don't know what you make of that yourselves, but it just sounds a bit bizarre to me because here you have an artist which has been making hit songs. He's obviously capable of making hit songs and yet he's, sell he's selling his rights to Warner. So every time a David Guetta song is now being played or streamed, played on radio, played live or streamed online, now Warner Music is going to make money out of it. And he made a uh, hundred million dollars from that deal. Here in this statement, this is nonsensical because it's about having the best people around me to ensure I can keep innovating with exciting new projects and continuing to build my career. So is this a music career we're talking to? I mean, if you were David Guetta, yourselves, and your music was continuing being played, would you sell your catalogue? That's my real question. Now, I'm going to link this with something else, so have a look at this. Um, we're going to crypto a little bit. David Guetta is selling his Florida penthouse and is accepting Bitcoin and Ether. The French DJ's home is on the market for 14 million. Right? One of the world's best known DJs is selling his breathtaking Miami apartment and it could be yours for just 374 Bitcoin. It's uh, 2,528 square feet of space. It's got views of the base in the city. That's in Florida, that's in Miami. Probably opposite Bayfront Park or somewhere there. Fully furnished, he has on site five-star hotel. The owner can use many of the venue's facilities as they please. It's also a stone's throw away from the best entertainment South Beach has to offer. Now, um, 
So, all of a sudden, David Guetta not just sells his um, back catalogue for a hundred million dollars, but he's also selling his penthouse in Miami for 14 million dollars. So, all in all, he's making 140 million. If somebody buys it, I'm not sure whether they bought it already, but I suspect it will go. Why is that? So I can think of two reasons here. One is has to do more with dance music uh, and what's been happening with the great reset in dance music. I keep banging on this. And the other is that um, it's more of an economical. I don't want to go there because I'm not an expert into the economy. But let's discuss dance music. Could it be that the past 15, 16, 17 months of inactivity has hit uh, the um, DJs quite hard, especially those DJs who have uh, lavishly bought assets such as big apartments and they were dependent on an ongoing cash flow to keep those assets going because having a, a penthouse like that obviously you know it doesn't come cheap you need to keep the maintenance um, and you need to keep it going so you need an ongoing cash flow which uh, if you're a famous DJ I guess comes from your gigs but there haven't been any gigs happening have they so if, if I read this on its own about him selling the catalog again it is bizarre to me I do not understand the initiative behind it and what's the thought process it's his own music of course and he can do whatever he wants but here he's talking about exciting new projects as you can see he's not talking about exciting new music and continue build my career right and here he's also selling his penthouse is he in need of money now if you remember on one of the last hot drops episode i mentioned that um, Eric Preetz is leaving LA. Why? I mean, LA must be pretty expensive for you guys who are listening over there. It must be pretty expensive as a city to live in, right? Why is he leaving LA? I mean, let's be fair. The center of the dance music world right now is in the West Coast, in particular, um, California. Why is he leaving LA? He was he was dependent there. I, we still don't know where he's going, by the way. Oh, I still don't know where he's going. Could it be that people like Eric Preeds, again, having to live an expensive life in LA, being dependent on an ongoing cash flow to cover these expenses, um, basically saw all his all their money kind of cut significantly and therefore they're trying to reduce their expenses by moving about going somewhere cheaper uh, because the great reset and everything will be online so it doesn't matter whether you're in the Bahamas uh, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean as long as you have internet or LA so could it be that I don't know I'm just thinking of possibilities I just do not understand there's an economical region obviously 
If you're into Bitcoin, says David Guetta knows what's up, his Miami pad is for sale, can buy with Bitcoin or Ethereum in general. Not a good idea to part with disinflationary crypto that consistently outperforms real estate, but smart folks like Guetta love to take it for you. Basically, the saying, you're giving him Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, he's taking that, he's giving you um, real estate but uh, it's based on inflationary um, money, which is US dollar or fiat money. I'm not going to go into the crypto world. It's not my um, expertise, although I do follow it. And um, what do you guys think? Why will somebody like David get a very smart individual, a very talented musician, uh, a good DJ, uh, he has made a brand of himself. He's a great producer with with titanium being one of my favorite dance music songs ever he made such a move all of a sudden could it be that the capital of the dance music world is moving eastwards again predicted in this episode of ours 150 the great reset in dance music are they leaving the US I mean Miami come on Miami is like one center of dance music on the east and then you have LA on, on the west are they moving away are they going eastwards are they going to China is everything moving there as I predicted I don't know I'm just making assumptions um, if you guys know something please drop a comment below Right, we're gonna listen to some music again. I'm gonna shut up and uh, I'll be back with some uh, news and reviews and comments. So keep on listening, guys. A crackhead is greater than the obsequious behavior of your politicians. Oh, so secret doubts of womankind, double screen.
were listening to Andrew Rail and Silver Lining, but this is the Dub Vision remix. I Andrew Rail, I'm not sure I like him a lot. For some reason, I never he never sat with me. But uh, the, this Dub Vision remix, even though it's a kind of old style uh, EDM big house, uh, I really liked it. Uh, for those who happen to be in LA in Octo on October, just a reminder, Porter Robinson is adding some more dates for his Nurture tour. Uh, also with him, uh, there's going to be uh, Jai Wolf, Toro Imoi, Sam Gelatri, gosh, difficult names, Wave Dash and James Ivy. Um, we're going to continue. For those who are listening again on the podcast, uh, this playlist, you can find it, uh, this playlist that we're playing. If you follow us on um, Spotify as Freakbeat CDM Podcast, we're publishing um, some chosen diversity-free, non-filler playlists from every month. So you can listen to these tunes um, if you just uh, follow there and, and look at our public playlists. We're listening now to Ben Bomer in Panama, Weightless, and this is James James remix, another favorite. podcast uh, with this uh, tune there's still so many tunes to listen to I could keep going on talking forever but I guess we just reached an hour and uh, probably it's too much so we're gonna catch up with you again this was Johnny Walker for the Freak Beat CDM podcast make sure you follow our podcast on Odyssey on your favorite podcast platform stay tuned give us some feedback and uh, get your freak on
Peril. A 